Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the 5-Minute Talk Show hotline on the Believe Podcast Network is one of my favorite comics out there, and I genuinely mean this. He's one of my good friends, both on, off stage. The guy's just uh, just a tremendous individual. Brian Scolaro joining us on the hotline. Now, Brian, before we get into all the stand-up and stuff, i got to give you compliments. Your sketch album, I, I believe it was called Stupid Time, one of my favorite albums of all time. Honestly, I love sneezes, farts, and orgasms. But Stupid Time was just fun. I really liked that album, you know, because when I grew up, uh, I had National Lampoon uh, with John Belushi and Christopher Guest's album. I had uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. I had Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. I had all these great comedy albums, Monty Python comedy albums, and and like and and nobody was doing that anymore. I think Norm Macdonald just did one recently, but really no one was doing it. So I wanted to do a, a sketch comedy album, and it's really ridiculous. And it's pretty much just, all, 90% of it is just my voice. So it's pretty stupid. It's very stupid. Brian, we've talked about it. Now i got to let people hear it. Here's Chicken Parm off Stupid Time. Mr. Brian Scalaro. You can eat stromboli. You can eat cannoli. You can eat calzone. But you know that chicken parmesan's best chicken parmesan and we want you to try the eggplant too cause my mother made it just for you chicken parm chicken parm chicken parm chicken meatballs chicken parmesan's best spaghetti carbonara penne alla vodka three cheese lasagna but you know chicken parmesan's best chicken parmesan and we want you to try the meatball appetizer It'll feel so fucking good when it's deep inside you. Try the parm, try the parm, try the chicken and meatball parm. Chicken parmesan's best, chicken parmesan's best. Hey you, you order this pizza? It's got chicken for a topping. You don't want pizza, you want a half a sandwich? You must be retarded, cause this is what you ordered. Why not just pour soup on salad? Pizza is just perfect. You don't want any pizza. What you want is barbecue chicken in cheese and sauce. You could have ravioli. You could have fettuccine. You could have a tortellini. But you know chicken parmesan's best chicken parmesan. We got the best clams in the neighborhood. You're gonna punch your wife. It's so fucking good. Chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken and meatball Parmesan's best, chicken parmesan's best. Surely you're not saying that if I got the scallops, I could have had free gelato at the end. I think that should have been on the menu, because I couldn't understand you. 
I was just nodding my head. No, I don't want any more bread, cause you're gonna charge me for it. All right, I'll do it, you said. I will pay the bill, I will pay if you throw in a free creme brulee. You could have a porticini, you could have a zucchini, you could have a broccolini. Uh, but you know, chicken parmesan's best chicken parmesan. Hey, get this table some free focaccia. It's so damn good they're gonna go home and focaccia. Did you get it? I made a joke using double meaning of the word Focaccia. Chicken parmesan, chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken and meatball. Chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken and meatball. Chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken parm, chicken and meatball. Parm. Brian, I, I just love that song. It's just a blast. Well, it's from an episode of the podcast where I was trying to decide what to eat. So I did four songs for Jesus Christ Superstar. One was to Mexican food, one was to Chinese food, and one was to Subway. And uh, I was pretty, I enjoyed that song. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode a lot. I think a total of 17 people heard it. Brian Scalaro joining us on the 5-Minute Talk Show Hotline. Now, Brian, you got to tell me something. How is Brian Scalaro not a household name? I, I do okay. I mean, the thing is, what's weird is that I did not choose a comedy manager when I started out. I did a theatrical manager. So when you have a theatrical manager, you can get a lot of good auditions. That's why I act more than most comics. That's why I'm on TV acting more than most comedians. But the flip side of that is nobody knows I'm a comedian. <laughs> so that's why, like, I don't get the support. Like, that's why I can't get a Netflix special because my theatrical manager doesn't doesn't have any connections there. Only comedy managers do, and comedy agents. And I don't have those guys. I, I want the... I, and then now, at, at 45 years old, it's kind of late. Uh, I'm not popular enough to switch over to a comedy manager. And I like my manager. I'm not going to leave him. He got me Mad Men. He got me Dexter, Grey's Anatomy, Bones Castle, Shameless. I'm not going to leave that guy. Weren't you just on that popular TV show, A Million Something Things or something? A Million, like a million Little Things. It was on... Uh, I played the uh, mediator. Uh, it's an ABC show. It was on a couple months ago. I played the mediator for a divorced couple. And it was funny because they let me ad-lib a little bit at the end. And it's very hard to ad-lib on a drama, you know, because I wanted to be funny. So it was I had to very delicately find a place to ad-lib that wasn't too over the top, you know. And it was fun, and they were very nice. Who were some of the guys that you watched as a kid, Brian? Like, I, for me, it was Carlin and Pryor. Uh, who was it for you? All right, the two guys that made me want to do stand-up. Because I wanted to be a comedic actor because of uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy, Mox Brothers, John Belushi, Tim Conway, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. And uh, the reason I wanted to do stand-up was because of George Carlin and Bill Cosby. Now when you say that name, everybody's going to come to my door and arrest me because I said Bill Cosby. But the thing is that like, I saw Bill Cosby, when I was 14, I saw Bill Cosby at Harris in Atlantic City, and I laughed my ass off. And I, that same year, I saw George Carlin at Westbury Music Fair in Long Island, New York. And I, I was amazed. And uh, George Carlin's special, uh, Playing With Your Head, came out a year after himself, Bill Cosby's special himself. So those two specials, I was like, I, then suddenly I started buying albums. 
uh, like old actual albums. I wanted to hear Bill Cosby, Why Is There Air, George Carlin, Occupation Fool. I just wanted, I, I just started diving into those two guys. So if you look at my style, if you look at my style, I'm kind of like a bad combination of those two guys. Like I'm not not as, not as nearly as good. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying my style with like you know throwing a little sound effects in and and trying to do universal stuff like Bill Cosby, but at the same time cursing my head off and having a little bit of edge to it is George Carlin. But and also those guys didn't have a specific viewpoint. Like nowadays you have to have a specific viewpoint, and I don't. But I really grew up listening to George Carlin. George Carlin was like a second father to me. You know, like he taught me so much about how to uh, be an individual and think for yourself. And uh, he always said, like, I love individuals, but I hate groups of people. Because pretty soon they all start wearing the same hats. But you know what he's trying to say. You know, he was, uh, he taught me about religion and, and, uh, politics and just keeping, keeping your head on your shoulders. He was, uh, and always looking at things from different angles. I love George Carlin. He definitely, uh, I think helped raise me to make me the failure I am today. Brian, you're certainly not a failure, in my opinion. And if you guys want to see what I mean, go to brianscolaro.com, go to iTunes, uh, type them up on Pandora, iHeartRadio. You'll see this guy's not a failure. Uh, now, Brian, talk to me about some guys, in your opinion, who aren't failures. Uh, some of the best comics working today, like Mark Marin, Bill Burr, David Tell. What do those guys mean to you? They don't do... What I like about Mark Marin and Bill Burr and David Tell is they don't do what I do at all. But I really admire the fact that they do what they do. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Greg Giraldo. Like, I love oh, Greg Giraldo, but I him. could never do what Greg Giraldo does. I can't do what, what Bill Hicks did. You know, but I really like what Mark Marin and Bill Burr and David Tell are doing. The fact that they, the fact that they even know my name and we're friends blows me away still, you know. Mark Maron's uh, a big reason why I had that Comedy Central special. He he recommend he was like, why don't you give one to Brian Scalero? And about two years later, they gave me one. So I know that they remembered that he said that. You know, well, well the thing is, with well, my act is that I have a lot more universal stuff than a lot of guys have, which is part of the reason that I'm not as successful as those guys because they made a specific viewpoint, and uh, I don't do that. I kind of like the silly stuff. I like what Brian Regan and Jim Gaffigan do, and so I kind of go a silly route. I remember Bill Burr came up to me after one of my shows at the Comedy Store. He goes, I love that, Brian. It's so silly. I love that. And Mark Maron's like, I love how silly your stuff is. Now, I love how serious their stuff is. But I think seeing me is a release for them because they don't do what I do. And seeing them is a release for me because I don't do what they do. And I, if there's something about seeing it done right that makes that is fun. You know, like, well, a lot of times when, when people get angry at comics for, um, I don't know, for not, not being, you know, for, like, they hitting their styles when, you know, when clean comics go after dirty comics and dirty comics go after clean comics, it's right. because they, had, they, they weren't making them laugh. Like, there's a comic named Brian Kiley who's very clean, and, man, he kills me. Dennis Regan, have you, have you seen Dennis Regan? Yeah. He has a five-minute bit on returning rent-a-cars that floors me and how people always think, that now you have to have a specific kind of um, angry style. Like, I love what Doug Stanhope does and Tom Segura does, you know, but it's like sometimes their fans bleed over to mine, and they don't like what I do. Now, do you feel you have to be a lot more mindful of those topics when you're on stage? I mean, are you more careful these days? A comedy could be anything. 
And that's that's what I like. Now, to answer your question, yeah, it's scary out there. For example, Joe Matarese just put out a blog where he went into an audition for a commercial, and he said, I love the script. It reminds me of that scene with Louis C.K. And they were like, oh, we don't say his name here. What do you mean you don't say his name here? We can't say his name? If you can't say even the words. Like, I have a joke where I say, are you still a pedophile if you jerk off the pictures of yourself as a kid? I think that's brilliant. And sometimes the crowd either loves it or there's dead silence. And if there's dead silence, they it's just because they heard the word pedophile because it would jerk off to themselves. That's what's funny, but they hear the word pedophile and they shut down. I want people to give a listen to your set from the 24-7 Comedy Fest that was out in Vegas a couple of years ago at the Orleans Arena because, Brian, honestly, I think you absolutely killed it. Here's Brian Scalaro from Las Vegas live in front of 4,000-plus people at the 24-7 Comedy Fest. Do you think somewhere in the world there's a Chinese guy who's really ticklish and his name is Gitchy Goop? And that joke was brought to you by marijuana. Did you know that the music to the movie Jaws was written by a black woman? Yeah, that's a good joke. 35 years too late, but it's a good joke. Anyway, I have a lot of good ideas. I have an idea for a car alarm. Why do we have car alarms? Nobody fucking shows up. Nobody looks. It should be a voice. And people would care if it was a voice like, Hey, guys, it's the, uh, it's the red Honda. Listen, uh, somebody's fucking stealing me. I think it could be windy. I can't tell. Or a woman's voice. A woman's voice would be the best car alarm. Just a woman going, Ah, my shirt fell off. Ah, my shirt fell off. My shirt fell off. My shirt fell off. Oh, my shirt fell off. Boobies, boobies, tits, 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 tits. Holy shit. That joke took a lot out of me. Hey, I'm on very little sleep. I'm from New York. I live in uh, California, only four hours away. Is anybody else sweating in here or am I just fat and having a heart attack? It's fucking hot. I live in an apartment. I never had a house. My whole life, I've had people above me and beneath me on all four sides of me. Never had a house. I have people upstairs that just moved in probably like two weeks ago. I already know the whole fucking schedule. 6 a.m., they all get together in the living room and they drop a fucking bowling ball. 6.15, they just river dance in the kitchen for a while. That's my river dancing. 7 a.m., they grab the couch and just drag it up the hallway like, ha, 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 ha. Let's see how the cops listen to the bathroom. Doesn't fit. Again, the same fucking thing happened yesterday. Where the fuck is our bathroom growing? There's a couple that live right next to me, and they argue in their bathroom every day at 6 a.m. They just argue next to my fucking head. But I never hear the words, you know, I say, what the fuck do the fuck do so I met him in the elevator and I was like, hey, how you guys doing? He's like, who the fuck do Turns out they were retarded.
trimming trees outside my fucking window. Seven o'clock in the morning, trimming trees. Exactly at seven. Like, the minute the clock changes seven, they start a fucking trip. Which means they're on the trees already at 6.58. Just going, we're gonna be dicks in two minutes, you know? So what I wanted to do was wait till they were done and just follow them all home. And stand in one guy's backyard and wait for him to go to bed. Just go, <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that at 7 a.m.? Trees are gonna be there at noon, you know? They don't leave. Oh, the trees wake up at 8, we'll never find them. Uh, Brian, I gotta stop you right there. That's all the time we have this time, but we're gonna catch up with you definitely again in the near future. Check out Brian Scalaro on all of his social media. That's Brian Scalaro, at Brian Scalaro on Twitter, I believe. Check him out on iTunes, Sneezes, Farts, and Orgasms. Hilarious album. Check him out anywhere you can buy your downloadable music and comedy. Brian Scalaro. Thanks again. For more of the 5-Minute Talk Show, go to 5minutetalkshow.com or the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com and look for 5-Minute Talk Show. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.